Hello, everyone, and welcome to our lovely podcast, Let's Play It By Ear, featuring me, Joanna, and with my co-host, Carrie. Today, we Hello. will be talking about communication. So just going to hand mm -hmm. it right off to you, Carrie. What are we going to talk about today? Okay, thank you for the introduction, Joanna. So in the last episode, we covered why we were away for um, about mm -hmm. a half a year and what happened. So today, in this episode, second episode of Opus 2, <laughs> we're going to ask the very important question of why we have to communicate and talk yes. to each other. So to get that going, Joanna, mm -hmm. I have a question for you. You did say that you and John went through um, topical steroid withdrawal right. before, but you weren't right. aware of it. And you had done something a little bit different before compared mm -hmm. to what you did this time. So this time you decided to actually tell people mm -hmm. more of what was happening. Can I ask why? So, what was what was the driving force behind that? So the last time that? this happened to us, I hardly told anyone. I think I told you because I'm I know that you were aware that there were skin problems, and that we. Mm -hmm we took him to so many doctors that time we took yeah. him he took himself to a dermatologist that was a fat failure uh we ended up going to <laughs> chinese doctors who also had no idea what to do with right. him before we finally found this naturopathic doctor that really cared for him and you know, mm -hmm. I mean, from the outset, it looked like she only prescribed literal supplements and vitamins and probiotics and stuff like that. But it really helped. It really helped rebuild him from the mm -hmm. inside out. But um, I didn't tell really anyone else. I did not tell my students. I did not tell my streams. Uh, like my YouTube audience, I don't think I was streaming at that point, but um, I didn't tell my mm -hmm. YouTube audience. I didn't, I, I think I made offhand comments in my YouTube videos where I would mention things like, oh, you know, we're having some problems with John's skin, blah, 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 right? But I wouldn't, I would never go into detail about it. I would never tell people what was yeah. happening because I think at that point I was trying to, kind of protect that relationship i he's he was my new mm. boyfriend i had this irrational fear that people would tell me to dump him because yeah oh, because you know he's a new boyfriend he's a new relationship and right i was scared that people would see our relationship and be like, Joanna, all he's doing is causing you grief and pain. Just get rid of him. But I was way too in love with him to let that happen, even though now I realize it's completely irrational. <laughs> um, because the people who did know 
no one mentioned anything about, you know, like, like me dumping him or anything like that, you know, like our mm-hmm, church mm-hmm. knew about this situation yeah. too. They were uh, praying for us and trying to uh, help care for us and stuff like that too. But, um, you know, like, so I had this irrational fear of people telling me to dump him. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I just kept it all inside. I look back now and I'm like, one, if I was on the outside and I saw this happening, telling the caretaker to dump their, you know, their partner would be the last thing on my mind. <laughs> you know, like I, I would just be like, yo, let me know. Like, can I take you out just for a breather or can I make you some food so you guys don't have to make some food? Yeah. You you'll both can rest, you know, like after you're done mm-hmm, eating, mm-hmm. just give me the dirty dishes and I'll do the dishes. for Like, like that's the type of thing that I would think of doing now. But back then I was so protective of our relationship that I just didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And I had all this irrational fear about what people would tell me if I told them the truth of just how hard everything was that we were going through. Um, like I went with him to every single one of his doctor's visits. Like I was basically his wife from the beginning and then I did not get to really date him for fun until like a year and a half to two years into us dating. A lot of people were actually telling us to just get married already. (laughs) By like, (laughs) yeah, right by the first or second year of our dating, people were telling us to just get married already. But we're like, we feel like we haven't been able to have fun dating yet, you know? So we spent Mm -hmm. another, I think it was like two years just dating and having fun and... Mm -hmm living a carefree life you know and then it was another year of engagement after that before we got married so um i uh i i i guess i was trying to keep this relationship so sacred that i just didn't tell anyone what's going on but of course that meant that i would show up to lessons like super tired um i Whenever I would have to reschedule something, I couldn't really say exactly why, which some people would mm. probably read as kind of shady, you know, and shifty. And people would completely, right. you know, misunderstand why I might be so flaky sometimes. Whereas this time mm-hmm. around, I was like, I, what's the point of people guessing? I should just tell people what's happening just so people don't freaking guess. Because I think what happened the most in the first time around that this happened was that a lot of people were guessing as to what was happening. Because sometimes I would mention offhand that like, oh, my my boyfriend has like some skin problems. Um, I've mentioned it offhand in some videos like And I don't even mention it in most videos, like just some of the vloggy ones I'll mention offhand that we're doing some diet thing for John's skin. But people pick up on it, man. Like some of my students who used to just watch my stuff, they would talk to me Mm -hmm. 
in person what well as in person as online can get but they would talk to me in our lessons and be like oh by the way i remember you mentioning this in a video about your 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 john uh your your boyfriend your partner's <laughs> skin thing and like have you tried this right and i i was always really surprised mm -hmm. that they remembered but what i ended up having to do was always kind of backtracking and telling them what actually happened you know because mm. because oh, okay. what ended up happening was that they a lot of people had this idea that john had some skin problems but no one knew how severe it was so it was like mm -hmm. there's actually really nothing and we've proven this with this diagnosis now there is literally nothing that anyone can really truly uh uh, uh like tell us to do something that would make him better right literally the yep. <laughs> the cure is to just not be on steroids for long enough yep. and wait it and out wait right it out. which is a hundred percent not what anyone wants to hear <laughs> and it's also not no something that people want to tell others, right? We live in a society where we just want that quick fix. That's why steroids mm. are a thing. Now, steroids, by the way, I just want to make it clear to everyone that steroids absolutely are um, important to saving people's lives, right? There are many situations mm -hmm. where you do have to use steroids in a medical situation where that is the only thing that will stabilize mm -hmm. the person, right? In that case, 100% shoot those steroids in them, <laughs> keep them alive, okay? But like in in John's situation, it, it's 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 his skin. It, it's not life or death, you know. Um, there is really mm -hmm. no reason to be on steroids for so long. So anyway, that aside, um, I did find that I had to do a lot of explaining after the fact, and I was like, well, wouldn't mm. it just be easier if this time around? I just told people from the start that something yeah. bad is happening. I don't know the conclusion of this, but just so you know, we've done this before and I know how much work it takes to get through this. So mm -hmm. I ended up mm -hmm. restricting my teaching hours um, to a later start time so that if I slept really late, I would still have about five to six hours of sleep before I rolled out of bed mm. and came downstairs and started teaching. <laughs> and there were many mm -hmm. nights that we wouldn't sleep till like four. And so I would sleep from four to 10, roll out of bed, put on some mm -hmm. clothes so I would look presentable, run downstairs, turn on my computer and start teaching within 15 minutes. Cause my first, my first teaching slot wow. is 10, 15 a.m. So okay. at the very least, I could still sleep like six hours. That, that, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. You know, like six hours is, is mm -hmm. OK. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's as bad as five hours. Sometimes it was like couldn't, we, we couldn't get to sleep till five. You know, um, you do yeah. what you can, right? Because it's like if I had mm -hmm. nine o'clock students, which was my previous start time was nine o'clock. Um, I would miss all of them. And then all of those would have to be rescheduled. 
some people would probably mm -hmm. end up dropping lessons because I'm so flaky, right? It, I think it was just altogether mm -hmm. better to just stop teaching at nine. It would be the more, or it is, I think, the, the more responsible mm -hmm. solution. So, and yeah, like it's actually too. ironically what allowed me to keep working was restricted hours, which of mm -hmm. course meant that I did not earn as much as the year before. Last week I had to do some income uh, calculations for 2021 and I took, I took a huge hit. Mm. I took a huge financial hit. But... I realized that I earned more than if I kept trying to go full speed. Like if I kept trying to mm -hmm. go full speed, I think it would have, I would have absolutely crashed and burned and I would have earned even yep. less than what I ended up earning. So yep. like, I know that I made the right choice and I know that I made the right choice to support my husband. Families first mm -hmm. after all. Right. Yeah. I know that I struck that balance well, and I'm really dang proud of myself for that. But let me tell you, seeing As the number should. so much lower than the year before hurts. It hurts. It it does. I mean, it's a it's a it sad is. Of life. But I know that I made the right choice. You know, so I, yeah. I, I'm still dealing with the feelings surrounding that. But, mm -hmm. you know, the but seriously, though, I would say that one of the things that made this time go a lot easier was literally just that people knew that I was going through a rough time. Mm -hmm. I am probably the world's most spoiled teacher because after I sent out an email to all of my students telling everyone what's happening, especially after I got the diagnosis, of topical steroid withdrawal just sent out a mass email to my students and was mm -hmm. like this is what's happening 99% sure this is the diagnosis um and then um after that like every lesson at the beginning my students are like you doing okay are you okay you know mm -hmm. and to have that kind of understanding at every single time slot <laughs> that you have a meeting with someone is so comforting i feel like i don't mm -hmm. have to hide i don't have to hide that i look tired i don't have to be on you know did you feel freer compared to the first time you had to oh, yeah. you had to deal with it so much freer like i felt i don't know how to say it but like i just felt so like unrestrained if that makes sense like mm -hmm. it's not that mm -hmm. i'm like liberated you know but it, it just i didn't feel tied down by expectations yeah. to act a certain way and i think also like having to just keep it to yourself that's added pressure that adds an extra layer mm -hmm. of stress onto the situation mm -hmm. that you're already dealing with and with both of those i would just compound the 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 
it definitely makes you feel more alone if, if you keep way. it to yourself because like one of the greatest side effects yeah. of just telling people about this was that one there are quite a few people who are like wait a second that sounds like what i had some years ago and then so they tell yeah. me about their experience and they're like wow you know now that you mentioned it i totally had this years ago i just didn't know what it was um, so I had a, a few students who were like, I've totally had this. I, I have a few people in my stream who are like, I definitely had topical steroid withdrawal. Some people were even diagnosed. So, so mm -hmm. some people already had it, but why would you ever talk about it? Right. Um, but as yeah. it, exactly, uh, some people learned more about the, the dangers of essentially abusing topical steroids, right? Um, because there was one person in my stream who was like, thank you for telling me because I had no idea why the doctors here in Europe, because they're in Europe, she mentioned that the doctors in Europe mm. treat um, uh, prescribing topical steroids almost like a death sentence. They're so reluctant to do it. Oh. Yeah. Mm. And yet they're handed out like candy here in North America. You know, <laughs> um, different places, <laughs> different practices. We'll we'll leave that for Perhaps. another conversation. But yeah, um, people learned more about it. You know, uh, people. Mm -hmm. so, there was one person who was like, "I am one hundred percent sure my brother had this years ago." They were like, "It's the it's the only time I've ever seen him sob." You know from the pain and the suffering oh. i'm like yeah sobbing sounds about right yeah mm -hmm. uh did mm -hmm. he also like devolve into panic attacks oh yeah yeah that's totally part of it too you know like you know you're literally watching your skin yeah. break and you have no and mm -hmm. itch and uh sting and just everything 24 7. like how would you not go mm -hmm. insane there's no, there's no reprieve, reprieve. Like, how do you not go insane? I don't know how you not go insane, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, people learned about it. Um, people were more mm -hmm. understanding of me, of themselves, of their relatives, of their friends. Mm -hmm. uh, suddenly, a lot of people are in it together and you're not alone anymore. Like, that was the greatest side effect of just repeating talking about it was that mm. um one it makes you feel not alone two the more you repeat the same story as hard as it is as it is it actually helped me kind of articulate what was going on better and better and better and it's such yeah. a release it's such a release to be able to very art in a very articulate way talk about what happened to you and what happened mm -hmm. to your partner and really talk about it like this is what happened. Um, there's something very empowering about that, where you you mm -hmm. it's something 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 about taking control of your narrative. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, you don't feel as controlled by unseen forces. You feel a lot more like, no, mm -hmm. this happened to me, and yet this is my response, and I have control over my response, yeah. you know? You don't feel so just, like, locked down by, like, you know, the world crashing down around you, you know? 
Um, mm -hmm. There is something empowering about that. And as painful as it was to keep repeating the story, I am so glad I did because I, I honestly think that that was one of the ways I kept it together. Granted, yes, different people will react differently. So something to keep in mind for anyone mm -hmm. who is doing this is you also have to keep in mind the receiver of this information, right? Uh, some people mm -hmm. are very experienced and they'll know exactly what to say. Some people are not experienced and you kind of need to take what they say with a grain of salt, right? If they try to mm -hmm. give you a remedy immediately, just know that they're doing that because they, they would love to fix your situation immediately. Right. And you want to take the love part of it. Right. And you can mm -hmm. sort of disregard the rest, <laughs> you know, but you take the love part of it and you treasure that. Right. They would only tell you these things because yeah. they love you. Right. They're really mm -hmm. not trying to make your life harder, you know, even though their words are. Yeah. OK. Yes, it's true. It's annoying when people try to just give you remedies. Right. But. I've truly learned to take the intent and take that to heart and be like, mm -hmm. this person loves me mm -hmm. and, you know, yeah. really cares about me in order to want to say something like that. Right. Um, and mm -hmm. still others are just wired differently. So some people will be like, um, you know, I don't actually need all of this information, but um, thanks for letting me be aware. Right. And you also have to take that yeah. with a grain of salt, too, and be like, oh, OK, well, they're not as emotionally invested. And that's totally fine. Right. Some people mm -hmm. are just wired differently. Yeah. Right. And it's totally OK mm -hmm. for people to not be emotionally invested in you or and what's happening to you. But at the same time, it is a lot better for them to know that you are freaking tired. Right. So they cut you some slack. Right. Because if they. If even if yeah. they're not that emotionally invested in you, at the very least, if they know why you're so tired, they totally cut you yeah. more slack. I, I've noticed this in mm -hmm. like a, a few people that I work with are definitely wired differently than I am. Right. They're just not as emotionally invested yeah. in my life or anything. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. And but I totally noticed like mm -hmm. just them knowing that I'm tired because like I, I, I'm not sleeping. <laughs> You know, like just them mm -hmm, knowing mm -hmm. that they're like a lot more understanding, you know, it's just it's open communication. Yeah. Right. Like that's what you need. Right. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why we talk to each other. Exactly. Bottom line. I mean, um, yes, we are. We are a, a music podcast. And I mean, in, in a way, wanting to tie mm -hmm. it back to to what we do. It's just yeah. like with students um, in a sort of similar situation, mm -hmm. sort of quite different. Um, I mean, for for me personally, if my students weren't able right. to practice that week and they came to lesson kind of underprepared, yeah, I'd like to know. And I tell them, I'm not going to <laughs> yeah. you or I'm not going to yell at you if you didn't practice. I just want to know. I want to know yep. why you're playing like that. And I also want to know if you're comfortable sharing why you weren't able to like, practice. I would like to know and if their like, loved one was in the hospital or something and they're just like yeah. emotionally not present, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're humans exactly. first. 
And if you help each other understand the reason why, I think we can possibly avoid a lot of miscommunication and misunderstanding as yeah. well too and hurt feelings. I mean, how can ultimately. you not just subconsciously cut someone some slack if you knew that they were going through a tough time? Yeah. You know what I mean? The moment mm-hmm. you know that someone's mm-hmm. going through a tough time, you you can't not cut them some slack. You know? Like like yeah. at least I find as a teacher, like this is why I always ask my students, how are you doing? You doing okay? What's going on? Yes. Right? Like that's the first thing I ask mm-hmm. is what what's going on? Yeah. And, you know, based on their response to me, I can kind of gauge like how intense should we take this lesson? <laughs> right? There are mm-hmm. totally some students where it's like you can tell they're like, yeah, let's do this. Right. You know? Yeah. And so cool. like for those, I'm like, oh, OK, well, I guess we're having a really intense lesson today. Right. You know, but others, you can kind of tell yeah. when they're not really there, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it does help to know why. It does. It really does. It it changes the tone of the relationship, I think, to one that's more mm, cautious yeah. to begin with, maybe, when the the person you're dealing with might want to keep their distance because of something that's happening in their lives, to one that where they feel that's a bit true. more embraced. It's a safer environment and they can they can open up if they so choose yeah. to do so. Yeah. Which like I realized now was that was basically me on the other side like years ago. You know, I was cautious with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. held at arm's length. <laughs> I don't think that was healthy for me, though. Mm. Well, we we learn and yeah. and we grow. So, so I mean, I guess that's right. As we like, know, I guess that's one reason why I do ask my students um, how they're doing, is because, like, I I kind of want them mm-hmm. to know that it's healthier just to say it <laughs> yeah i i completely yeah, agree i think some people um i'm sure you've heard this but like a lot of people say like oh you know teachers are not like music teachers are not hired mm-hmm. to care for your emotions or to care for mm-hmm. your heck even your well-being you know Uh, music teachers are not hired to tell you how the world works or how business works or whatever right but Mm -hmm. I don't know I can't bring myself to be that like it's so inhumane in my opinion in my opinion (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I need to make that very clear if you're going to flame me for having this opinion, you are welcome to do that. But uh, don't flame anyone else, okay? Um, but uh, 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 I, I, I can't bring myself to not, I guess, bring the humanity part of being a musician mm-hmm. into the lesson because like there are just some things about music that you cannot express if you have not experienced something you know there there's a right there's a level of emotion right i've been told exactly there's a level of emotion Mm -hmm. that you cannot achieve 
until you have experienced and processed pain. And so as a teacher, would you not have to kind of talk about that pain? Yeah. I mean, I will say personally, I am in the okay. same boat as you. Um, also, because of my training as an ECE teacher, that side of me is, I think, magnified a little bit in terms, especially when I uh, teach right. early childhood well education, too. right? ECE. But, yeah. Yes. ECE. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, just because that, that approach of communicating is That's different. True than with slightly right. older children um but i still want to keep it there but mm -hmm. i digress um i mean there are ped pedagogical differences between right. different teachers and i think our approach is one where we want to incorporate more humanities mm -hmm. emotions mm -hmm. and just right. awareness of right. your whole self not saying that other right. approaches don't work. It's just that's yeah my preference. Yeah. And from what I'm hearing, sounds like your way. I think as well both too. of us. Like I would say that probably the two of us have gone through enough crap in our lives that we can't not bring in that side you know we've both been through a lot i think it comes with yeah. age but like even in with many age, ways though we... if you haven't gone through some crap in your life you know because mm -hmm. call it a blessing or a curse right sometimes if you have not had a lot of troubles in your life there are just some things you can't understand. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I believe that. So it, it's, it's hard to... It's literally difficult for me to only talk about music in lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find it very difficult. And like, I can't not bring in the human side of things. It's, I mean, music exists because it's a part mm -hmm. of our lives. It's not a standalone entity that can exist without life. That's how I see it, I too. think. Like... So naturally we would incorporate life right in like music. i see it as it's the same reason why i tell my students that if they start to feel sick at all just don't play the flute just just mm -hmm. don't even play like focus on recovering i don't care if that means it's mm -hmm. only two days or two weeks or two months i don't care right just mm -hmm. don't play the flute right I always tell them one: the flute will always wait, yeah. will be waiting for you. There's no rush to get it, to get back into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But the second thing I tell them is that the flute is replaceable. You are not. You know, yeah. you're you're the only mm -hmm. you that exists, mm -hmm. and 
you are not expendable. You need to take care of yourself, right? It's that, Mm -hmm. so like in my mind, when you're talking about music, who are you really talking about? You're talking about them, right? You're talking about them Mm -hmm. and you're talking about yourself. Those are the two people you're talking about because mm-hmm. how how can I express this emotion in this music? I need to tell them a story of something that I went through for it to be relatable. Yeah. Right? And then they share a story mm-hmm. about something similar because th- that's what we do as humans, right? It's like I say something, they're like, oh yeah, that reminds me yeah. of blah, blah, blah. And then they talk about their own lives, right? I, yeah. I that's the whole... I can't do it no other way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah, cannot. Right. I don't know what that was, but yeah. I mean, bottom line, music is communication. There you go. It, I mean, the communication's got to be open if you want the music to work then. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to reach a wide audience and you need to be able to connect with them in some way and that stems from being able to connect with others in your own life first i would think because like if you're if you're so cautious right and you you hold everyone at Mm -hmm. arm's length like how, how are you ever going to break down that wall if you perform right yeah like because like the magic of a performance is when that music just kind of touches that part of you, right? You feel like it's yes. speaking to you. You feel like it's like, mm-hmm. like really getting into a part of your brain and your heart that nothing else can really reach, right? But it, mm-hmm. it has to mean that the person doing the performing part of it on the, on the sending side <laughs> of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm they have to be open enough and vulnerable enough to let that happen. It's like good acting, right? Bad acting is when yep. like you can tell that the actors kind of standoffish and kind of like not mm-hmm. d- their guard is completely up, you know? The best acting right. are the ones where their guard is completely down. You know? Yeah. I think it's the same thing. Again, it's that that kind of like, how are you communicating? Are you communicating in a closed manner or in an open manner? Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um, I don't know. Does that make us weird music teachers? (laughs) Don't know, but I do know we are exploring more of that in another episode. So I think this is a good place for us to... (laughs) cap off this with a cliffhanger yes yeah we're teasing for future episodes so please stay tuned all right so i believe you are the one doing the outro do you do you remember the outro this time (laughs) let me try (laughs) let me try so thank you so much for tuning in for watching and for listening to our second episode here um talking about communication um, if you're interested in finding more about what we do, we do have a website. You can visit it here. Let's play it by ear. Yeah. And you can also find us on our social media channels. We have Facebook, mm-hmm. 
Let's Play It By Ear podcast. Twitter. Let underscore ear. Instagram. Let's Play It By Ear podcast. And we can also be heard on anchor.fm, that is. Yes. Oh, anchor.fm. Sorry about that. Yes, let's play by ear podcast. And also, if you want to reach out to us, please feel free to send <gasps> us an email yes. at our email address. Let's play it by ear dot podcast at gmail.com. Yes, like if you guys have like questions and stuff like that, it can really help kind of guide us into like different directions that we can go in. So you nailed mm-hmm. it. And we would very much love to you hear nailed from you. It, Carrie. I forgot the oh, email you. last week. <laughs> That's okay. Hey. We'll <laughs> All right. Well, by the way, guys, I'm going to mention it again this week. But please engage with us on the social media because Carrie is actually good at that. <laughs> uh, unlike I me on my Just Another Flutist stuff. So <laughs> please you can actually engage and ask questions and Carrie will mm. actually respond. I'll drop in every now and then if I'm being completely honest. I am so bad at the social media stuff. But Carrie's really good. So if you want to engage with us, talk with us on the social media, it will actually happen. So please engage with us on the social media. So all the links as were provided and in in the description of wherever mm-hmm. it is that you're listening to this uh it will show up in the description so perfect they will be Alrighty. there i think that's it okay until next time thank you everyone thank you so much bye bye you